I didn't know if to speak or not. I was like, okay, it's recorded. I'll leave it to go. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll just leave this in. Um, hello and welcome to Everyday in Unidia, a podcast where we discuss random things and have awful opinions. Uh, my name's Lee, and with me, as usual, is Pete. Say hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. Oh, <laughs> hello. All right. Um, first order of business. So our listening numbers have uh, improved, so um, we'd like to give ourselves a, a nice round of applause. And um, you, the audience, can also give yourself a nice no, pat no. on the back. No. Um, now go tell your friends about us so we feel better about ourselves. Um, you yeah, can anyone listening sound- to this haven't got friends... Well, yeah, okay. yeah, well, just, yeah, just can't have. Well, we're, we're your friends in the air. Uh, we're your friends. Yeah, we're internet. your friends. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> are your imaginary friends? Yeah. Um, that would be weird. Imagine if we were like someone was listening to it and thought we were like imaginary people. There may just... be schizophrenic people listening to this who then take our voice on into their you know, mental landscape. And it beca- yeah. we become one of their voices. We, you kind yeah. of are when you listen to a podcast in a way. I wonder, like, do schizophrenic people's voices have conversations with each other? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? <laughs> I said that a bit too. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I've yeah, got shut up. No, um, I've heard a lot of people talk about, like, calling in, like, radio, like, talk radio for some reason. And maybe that sort of thing they do if they sort of can't get the voice out there. <laughs> they call talk radio. But apparently they argue. They will argue with each other. And they'll... Do all kinds of stuff. Really? I wonder if they crack on to each other. Actually, <laughs> they wouldn't like know my female stuff. Know. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that sure. happens. Well, actually, well, I've said that as if I'm one hundred percent sure. Do check that in a you know ask your, your doctor if that's happening or whatever. Don't assume that's you know that is verbatim. I my medical license was taken away some years ago <laughs> after some mild misdemeanors. Yeah, luckily you had uh, good old John Leibovitz uh, standing he's up a for very, you a he's a, very, he's a very busy man. He's a poor, <laughs> he's a poor lawyer. He's cheap, but he um, he's got me out of some legal. What's the word? Imbroglios. Is that a word? Imbro- imbroglio. Is how do you say it? It is that? a word. I, I don't know if it's relevant to this nah, conversation. Really. Trouble, oh. I think, is the word you were looking for. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, just a quick reminder: you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash Everyday in Unidia. We're also on Twitter at at EDNN Podcast One. It's the number one, not the word one. Um, just in case anybody was confused by that last week. Um, if you're appalled by anything we've said, you can also email us at EDNNPodcast at gmail.com. And obviously, there's a Facebook group. I suppose you could figure out what how to find us yeah. on there um i mean we don't want to, we don't, to be honest and just to be very clear we, we don't want very thick people listening to mm. this yes. uh we would drop with we, we, if this is ever on youtube and we turn it into a money spent spinning you know operation then yes thick people you're all welcome until then though it's like a club of people who can find something on facebook via searching the name in the search bar that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but then we, um, we, you know, we need the masses in the future for the dollar, but now. <laughs> Stay the hell away. Right. Um, also, uh, we're on iTunes, um, where you can leave a review. That would be interesting <laughs> to <that>. see. <laughs> Imagine that. Apart yeah. from the other 15 that I'm going to leave this afternoon now, now I've realised. 
Yeah, I wonder how they like uh, measure yeah, where, how, like yeah. people are leaving fake reviews. Yeah, sure and also it changes uh, when you, the charts on iTunes changes by new. It's new subscriptions. It's not to do with listen. So um, sometimes I hear like shows that I listen to will say like, yeah, it's pretty desperate. I mean, I'm sure we'll be doing this at some point. Yeah. But they say like, um, <laughs> can you unsubscribe and resubscribe? Because that pushes you up the charts massively. Christ, uh, what kind so of bloody this podcast stage, are you listening to? Uh, some good ones. No, it, uh, well, it's actually not a podcast. I listen to like Ian Lee, like every day, the podcast of his radio show, uh-huh. and uh, he sort of asks people. I don't know who that is. Okay, um, it's someone who's on TV in the late nineties who I hated on TV, and I still don't like on TV. But his radio show is amazing. It's like the best thing ever. But um, right. it's like late nights, so it's all like nutty. Yeah, all his callers are insane. And, yeah. Sometimes is he on like LBC or something? He used to be. like So I've been yeah. listening to him since he did that. He gets sacked at every place he's at because his show is so weird and anarchic. <laughs> and then like, new management will always come in and try and like put to- get him to toe the line and talk about Brexit and Muslims and all this kind of shit. And he just can't and won't do it. So... Um, yeah, he's like everywhere he is. He's like you know, I'm now I'm always six months away from like you know getting chucked or whatever. But um, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, so, so but a bit is it's great for it, so that you know he just goes to a new place and you know sort of this little strange little world of kind of late night radio. It's, it's brilliant. So um, anyway, just check that out while you're downloading our podcast of iTunes. Um, but at the, at the moment, is Max. Obviously, if when we get hundreds of new subscribers, they will be new subscribers. But anyway, we don't want to get this is getting to a little bit, um, you know. Na- na- navel gazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have to. I have to ask though. Does um, Alex Jones do this to like bump up his eighty million well, subscribers? We can, well, to be honest, right. So you've touched on you know one of my favourite topics. So I've got a guilty pleasure of watching on and or listening to Alex Jones's show. Would you get something like forty to eighty million viewers and listeners a week, which is incredible? Um, so I, I watch it ironically. Right, but I do wonder sometimes how much of it is seeping into my kind of subconscious and conscious. If I'm just going to like wake up one day and be like, "The globalists are coming for us," like screaming at the top of my voice, <laughs> uh, yeah, sort of getting saying to my girlfriend, "I'll pack. Let's get, got to pack our suitcases and get down the bunker. They're coming for us. Sor- Soros is at the door, or whatever." But anyway, so um, uh, yeah, I, I really don't get his obsession with George Soros. Yeah, yeah, like I, I just genuinely don't understand it anyway so, but anyway so, um, so, that, so he didn't do that but what he does do he sells all these like vitamins and nutrients and stuff like um survival kind of iodine to take if there's a nuclear base if you base if you're not in the blast radius of a nuclear uh, explosion or nuclear attack you would just take some iodine drops apparently and you'll be fine um, i remember this um like during the uh the fukushima plant meltdown problem um people were i don't know how else to describe it clusterfuck yeah um uh because i was living in shanghai at the time oh yeah okay i was living in china somewhere in china i lived in um and uh and there was a big thing on the news about sort of everybody sort of scrambling into well not everybody but as a number of people were scrambling to get um iodine salt tablets yeah. or something like that and i didn't didn't quite understand how how a little tablets meant to help you i think radiation. it's just uh, i think with the radiation it does something to your thyroid <clears throat> so oh, right. it shut down your thyroid gland or something so when you have a thyroid problem if you have too much of the hormone your thyroid produces which is thyroxine mm. they will either cut out your thyroid gland or they will kill it with um what's it um radiation 
So that must be something that happens. And so the iodine obviously neutralizes the radiation in your body or something. I mean, already, yeah. So I think the thyroid is one of the main places where they, if there was nuclear thing, you'd get like years later or at the time, or so you have sort of, you know, cancer develop or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, if, you know, if there's a nuclear war or something like that, if, if you're getting cancer 20 years later, you've done pretty damn well. <laughs> if that's, if, no, if that's all that's effect, how it's affected you in 15 years, you'll have like, you know, cancer develop. Um, I mean, you, you would have probably, you would probably be one of the few winners in inverted commas uh, out of that situation. If that's, I suppose a winner in an is there a winner? Really a well, winner not really a winner, but um, you know, no, not, a last not the man first standing. loser. Basically. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like Charlie Sheen's style winning or whatever. That's a bit of a <laughs> old blimey. The callback to two thousand thirteen yeah. or something. Mm, in this day and age, that is a callback. Um, yeah. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. In the last episode, we uh, we mentioned the uh, the seatbelt, and it was uh, invented by Volvo. Um, <laughs> It's I, you know I, I was not completely incorrect. It was specifically the three point seatbelt, uh, like the modern seatbelt. Like there were sort of harnesses and seatbelts. But do you are you worried that someone's been sitting at home and going fucking that Lee Bennett? Are we saying your last name? Sorry. That, <laughs> well, we are. So we are now. now that, we? It's, it's too. It's we're ten minutes in. And it's too late to go back. But anyway, so that um, yeah, it's obviously a fake name I made up. So for the podcast, but like um, that Lee, does, he doesn't. He, he didn't even know invented the, the seatbelt. He thought that the inventors of the three point seatbelt invented the, the modern seatbelt. What a schmuck! So you well, have to go back and like say no, actually. So really, uh, no, no, really correct, the, the reason but... I've I've done this is because when I listen to podcasts and someone says something I know to be factually incorrect oh, or okay. slightly incorrect, it really bothers me. Okay, and for okay. a split second, I think I should really email in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but that's fine. I, so maybe I, I we should just have myself, it where but... people come to us and say, you know that thing you said about three-point seatbelt? Well, that was a mm. load of old bullshine. Yeah. And then, well, and then we deal with it on air. We say, oh, look, yeah, John from Sheffield... Is well, just a... to sort of, I, I would rather preempt this issue, particularly <laughs> yeah. because, so I used to listen to the, the Wired podcast, mm-hmm. um, which the UK Wired podcast, um, as opposed to the American one, which is not very good. Um, and uh, they were talking about the, the Planet of the Apes movie, the the first of the new ones that came out like three or four years ago. There was some factual inaccuracies in that film, were there? But no, well, it was. They were like, oh, you know, our our front cover. It's we're talking about like the CGI and the Planet of the Apes, and you know, and there's a scary picture of gorilla on the front. Okay. And I remember thinking, like, that's quite clearly a chimpanzee. I don't know why you're saying gorilla. <laughs> so that's weird um, for you to think that, to be honest. Yes, but <laughs> that's <laughs> but not the point. That, no, but the problem is. No, but, that... I, no, but see, this is the thing. I emailed in, and oh, they right. actually read my email. Oh wow. Did Which they, I was did a little bit proud, and then a like a doctor. No, they didn't. Okay. I mean, I also re- like mentioned some other thing. Yeah, they were also God. discussing the um, the uh, European right to be forgotten, which I also had issues with. Okay. But, um, uh, but yeah, I um, and then ever since then, I've kind of stopped emailing podcasts to be. Yeah. Uh, now you're, now you're making correct. them. So yeah, exactly. So you, you know, moved on. C- cover my ass. The only the only thing, the only problem is though is that um, if if we're gonna yeah, I pride myself on propagating factual inaccuracies. So if we're if we're gonna go down this road, every single like the first first twenty four minutes of each thirty minute podcast would be me or you um, kind of going back and 
you know, sort of cleaning up what everything I'd said that was bullshine and the week before, the day before. Yeah, basically. So well, it's going to be a lot. It's know, going to be a hell of a podcast. It's just like, oh, everything I, I said last, like, all these things, and I just read a list <laughs> off. I know we could do that thing, you know, on, on yeah TV where you just like run a very quick credits thing. So if we do a video, we can put a video with it that just like has line after line of just speeding through, saying <laughs> like, all these things were false in the last uh, podcast. Well, I think that the ones that are demonstrably false, I think, which you know that don't require. Um, more than a quick Google search. Yeah. I feel I should make sure that we're correct. Technically, I wasn't incorrect. You know, the Volvo did invent the seatbelt. It was just yeah. this, there was a specific kind which I, I felt needed to be highlighted. Who invented um, the seat? The um, the what's it? The airbag. The first first person to tweet us that, or on Facebook, <laughs> wins a prize that right. that Lee will provide you with. That you don't know what the prize is yet. It could be cash. I mean, you know. That's that's very highly likely. It could be a hundred Swedish kroner. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely but, not. But um, but yeah. So if if you message us with that, you could win a prize. Um, it's not just randomly that I would offer Swedish kroner though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live in Sweden. Okay. Like, so Pete lives in oh, Switzerland, and I live in Sweden. Yeah. Not just like I've got a hundred crowns. He's known as the kroner. as the kroner man. You're just like <laughs> you live in like Dudley in the UK and you're like, oh look, it's the kroner man. So he always tries mm. to pay with kroner. So what's wrong <laughs> with the Swedish? Why won't they use the Euro? Because they're not they're not mentally bonkers or like the British, so what's their excuse? Or um, reasoning. I mean it's a good reason now, but let's say ten, fifteen years ago and it was less obvious it was a failing colour currency. I genuinely don't know. Okay. Um we can discuss this next time when I've done a little bit of research. Okay. Um, to Google, why don't the Swedish have the euro? I could, but... No, no not that, now, that, not now. I mean, oh, like, yeah, later. Yeah. No, I mean, they had, like, a referendum about it in, like, okay, the early 90s, enough. I think. and At least there was, like, a, yeah. a referendum about joining the EU. I don't, yeah. You know. But the politics in this country are um, not quite as interesting, I find. Um, although, actually, you know, they've That's got like a, they've got a uh, right-wing problem. Yeah, yeah, true. Like everybody else. But like, the thing is, the Swedish right wing problem will probably be a bit like mildly dull. Still. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, it's a, it's it's a bit like the um, the the Dutch right wing okay. issues that Ooh, they have. Yeah. Um, although there was, an, I was looking on the Guardian today. There's a uh, a test on the Guardian that you can do <laughs> to say right how much you know about your country and migration. Okay. And. Um, it's sort of to what people think statistics are and what the statistics, yeah, yeah. St- statistics actually are. And um, people in Sweden think like 25% of the population is Muslim. That's it, yeah. When When I think the... the uh, 6% the actual... or something, probably. Yeah, it's it's less than 10%. I can't, yeah. I can't remember. I will uh, link to this test yeah. in, in the show notes if you're, if you're curious. You and can choose the country you think it. you know best. Yeah. Exactly. And sort of yeah, we'll, how... we can kind of like, you know, filter out the racists listening to this. Mm. Any, anyone gets over like, you know, gets eight out of ten wrong or something, can't, yeah, listen, exactly. can't listen to the show. But I think, I mean, it's, it's important in the sense that um, <laughs> uh, you can look at how people's perceptions are to like the actual reality and sort of then start to look into why possibly they have these perceptions. Uh, it'd be really interesting for the UK. I mean, there's something like people think in the UK, I think it's about, they think it's like 20% of the population is, is like an immigrant and it's only like 10%. Or something. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean, it's not just that. It's, obviously it works across the board in terms of another good example is um, 
when it comes to welfare and mm. yeah the badly named yeah, yeah the sort of what term benefits but you know mm. when you have like uh, the you know bullshine media just every day pumping out stories about there's a single mom with eight kids living in a mansion in Richmond you know it's just absolute drivel but if people are, if it's shoved down people's throats you know enough then they'll just kind of take it in even if they don't want to like I think yeah. even even progressive types of lefty type you sort of you kind of pick some of this rubbish up and you mm. you rashly when you're thinking about it until what you don't actually believe it but like there is just an image that even you start to like take it. I don't know, maybe, you know, um, not everyone, but like, I think you just, yeah, it, it, it's like a normal thing that it, you think exists in one way because it is there constantly being spoken of. So you, you just kind of, it's almost like a, a natural reaction. So like, well, if everyone, if someone's saying this constantly, there must be some truth to it, even mm. though there's no truth to it. It's just pure propaganda. But, you know, I don't know. It's, I can't really explain that well enough. But there's yeah, like I find the, the, the big one about the, uh, in the UK is um, uh, like percentage of the the budget that goes to sort of housing benefits yeah, yeah. and unemployment benefits and disability benefits. Everybody thinks that like the pension benefits, the like pensions are yeah, the smallest mad. amount of benefits paid. Yeah, yeah, and it's where they're like the majority of benefits paid. Um, and then those those are the people that expect their pensions to be saved yep. while taking and uh, all boosted while taking away from all the other sectors of uh, benefits. Anyway, um, right, we have a, a new section. Well, it's, it's a renamed section. Uh, okay. It was questions, questions for people. Question last time. Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, question time. Um, this week we're deciding to call it "Ask a Bastard." Um, <laughs> okay. Which which we is where I that, okay. <laughs> yeah we went with that. Um, so we had we had a listener and good friend of the podcast, one Mr. Fuck You, yeah. um, and uh, he wants to know what your ideal sex robot looks like. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm stumped now. So <laughs> I I what it well, I have to go with one specific look. Well, well maybe we were talking about name names. But no, um. no, no, well, no, it can be. Well, apart from looking exactly like my girlfriend, apart from, if that's not available, I'm not joking. <laughs> apart from that, you know, uh, physical depiction, <laughs> I would say. Well, we were talking about uh, young Winona Ryder the other day. When I say young, I mean adult young. You know. Yeah. Oh Christ. <laughs> This is this this is going the uh, oh um so yeah a, a twenty something year old Winona Ryder just before she went mental and stole all right. those clothes in that boutique in Hollywood. But I thought like young Winona Ryder was like in the early nineties when she was like twenty, and then when she went through her stealing phase, that was like ten years later. Yeah, but that means that she was like twenty eight or something, right, well, which I'm fine with. <laughs> that sounds strange. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, it's, pre- it's preferable. Right, Price of money. Okay. Right. Um, this feature right. is going. <laughs> <It's laughs> moving this. along, moving along. Um, so, uh, Pete, you're traveling back to the UK soon. Um, two questions, really, I have, I have about this. What are you most looking forward to about going back to the UK? Um, Okay, there's a numerous basic stuff like food, like haven't had a good curry for eight and a half, eight months. Mm. Fish and chips, if you can believe that, I actually miss fish and chips. Uh, dirty British food like that, um, and 
people saying please and thank you because no one right. does that here. So I was, you know, people here quite like if they're getting off a bus or going into an elevator lift, elevator, <laughs> getting into a lift, they'll like kind of just like force their way into it or something. Whereas the yeah. other day I was trying to like actually use my body to like block a load of people trying to push past so that a woman of a pram could get in the lift. Yeah. And they're just like, crashing part another and i do this passive obviously british people do this passive aggressive thing of like uh you know usually when you're back home if someone just like walks past you or just like you open a door for them they go through without saying thanks you just got to go like even tut tut so you go like yeah yeah thanks you know or you're sort of like <laughs> no yeah no worries or something like that so i did that when you do that in english in a supermarket in a french-speaking city it's a bit strange where uh I did that the other day. I went, uh, I went, oh, mercy. Like, that's this woman who looked at me like, what the fuck? Uh, and, well, that was obviously in French, but, like, um, yeah, I don't think they see... I think in the UK, like, if you did that, people might actually sort of get what you were... Yeah, they, or they might say, piss off, you know, get a bit... Because mm. here, no one would ever... Yeah, you don't speak to strangers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just, interesting. Just in Sweden, it's the same, the same kind of thing. Like, people don't really say thank you if you hold the door and people are quite happy to push past you. I mean, the trains are the fucking worst. Um, like, people will not get out of your way if you're, like, in a crowded train for you to get off. Okay, And yeah, they're so all well. trying to get onto the train before everybody's got off already, <laughs> yeah. which really annoys me. Um, but also, actually, I find, like, like people with prams um, are actually the worst because in Sweden, for some reason, like, prams are designed like tanks. They are fucking <laughs> okay. huge. And I mean, like... And people just sort of, I mean, it's, it's like, in, in one sense, I like the fact that, like, being a parent isn't something that's sort of a social disease. But at the same time, like, be. parents have got so much fucking leeway in terms of how much space and how much, uh, like, here, like, they I never see uh, parents tell their kids off. Okay. Um, they're yeah, like, I don't think they, they, they try to reason yeah. with them, which is sort of like, why are you trying to reason with a toddler? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or those, or those prams when they're like, there's, there's sort of two or three abreast. Yeah. It, it's like, you're like, what the fuck? They're literally walking down t the street, taking up the entire pavement. Yeah. And I want to, you know, like, yeah, obviously take the kids out of that pram and then smash the pram to pieces or throw it in the way of a lorry. Just, obviously, just to be clear, the children wouldn't be in the pram still. <laughs> so but yeah it's um it's i don't know i don't know what obviously people if you talk to anyone abroad everyone even out here whatever people are oh british people are so polite mm. and it's like we've got this superficial politeness which is you know oh you know if i'm opening the door you know everyone's nice about it and everyone's what's it but then you know you might get headbutted over a pint in a pub, true but, but yeah. i mean but this is but also things like you know it's i guess from a british cultural perspective you you get used to just hearing please and thank you in or yeah, like, you know constant, just like yeah. cheers or yeah, yeah um you know an acknowledgement that someone else is doing something not this sort of you know avoid all human contact mm -hmm. at all costs mm. um and i think that like that permeates a lot of things i find this the service industry in, in sweden is is god awful okay. um it is just terrible like okay. Um, you know, like things are overpriced for very things. very average service. Okay. okay. Um, Do people tip there? Because no one tips here. You don't. You don't tip for a haircut. Don't, like I know you've had that. You said that you found that weird though. Anyway, but like, you don't tip mm. for a haircut. You don't tip for in a bar. Because like if you work in a cafe, you're earning like twenty five francs an hour here. Yeah. So this sort of like tipping thing isn't really done because you're earning a shitload of money. Um, yeah, I think um, in certain situations, like in bars, you can. Well, see here, it's also weird because. 
um, a lot of people pay with cards for almost everything. You know, it's like seeing yeah, cash is also like a bit strange. Okay. Um, so, and you can leave a tip with the bill. And some people do and some people don't. I mean, I used to work in a restaurant and, you know, it was very hit and miss. Some days I'd get really good tips. Some days I wouldn't get barely anything. And that yeah. was nothing to do with my ability as a waiter or a bartender. Well, um, you say that. No, it, it definitely was. I'm British. I've got, <laughs> I've got standards, Pete. Okay. Um, whereas, uh, you know, but also because I'm a bloke as well. And I mean, I think that um, it's a bit different. You know, yeah. I don't flirt with customers. Which yeah. the one of the Basically, if you, if you have bosoms, you're more likely to get a tip. We all know that. Mm. Because, not because anything to do with the women, because men are idiots. Mm. Well, that's yeah. also true, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, so, what are you not looking forward to going back to the UK? All the other stuff. All the other stuff. No, I think, I think, things, I think things like um, uh, the general detritus and clutter of the streets. Yeah. You know, if you go to a park, you know, you're either sitting, you're, you're, there's a condom to the left of you, a beer can to the right, stuck in the middle of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> they're just, just drunk, masturbating furiously. No, no, these aren't things that I've left in the, in the park because it's like I've, I'm sat in the park and I've got, to, I can't, I can't ever find anywhere to chuck my used condom and uh, used beer cans. No, but I remember in, a, in Brighton, in a uh, park, I remember seeing a used condom right next to a avocado husk, um, which blew my mind because I mean, they, I think it'd be pretty, and it was like in the morning, so it'd be strange that there's like someone would sit down and eat an avocado next to a used condom. So you get the idea that they were both in tandem with each other. So um, anyway, so uh, just general kind of like the, the noise, it's just the constant noise. Like I remember that a lot of this is, yeah, in terms of being in Brighton for like, you know, a few years. So it's very noisy. The vehicles are noisier. Like I forget like the, the roads and streets here are much quieter, not because of the amount of people. There's still like loads of people around the center. Just like the cars and the vehicle, I know it sounds weird, but like, and the buses are electric rather than massive double decker, uh diesel you know buses and also the bus drivers here seem to know how to brake properly whereas in brighton they it's some sort of like you know like amusement ride where they'll just hit the brakes <laughs> at full you know pelt kind of thing and you just go flying for i've seen like 80 year olds fall over kids like slam against like the fucking walls and stuff it's just a general bonkersness that's like been that was sort of exhausting me at my end of time in Brighton, and yeah, you know, just and it, all foreigners I know live there uh, complain about. Um, they always ask, "Why is it so dirty here?" Mm. I mean, again, they're living in Brighton, so which is yeah, the buildings are all a bit, you know, single glazing, mold everywhere. You know, like you can be a scumbag landlord just keeping just everything in crap condition and all this kind of thing. It's, it's just that general lack of order and things falling apart, things being difficult, a train being 14 minutes late and 14 minutes late and that just well, being you, normal. Well, you'll be, uh, when you go back, you know, if you're trying to get down to Brighton, yeah. you'd be lucky if you ever actually get there. Yeah, yeah. So that which sounds like a dire situation at the moment. Um, it's just those sort of things where it just, it comes across as very anarchic and mm. a bit grubby and grimy. Um, whereas, but you know, in a social way, it's, it's a much more exciting, interesting to be in culturally. Yeah. Um, and you can be poor there, 
and kind of do, and do stuff so you know you can go out and see some music for like nothing or for four pounds or something entry um mm. if it's like a random thing on a friday night sort of whatever and you know you can have a drink for a pint for four four pounds fifty instead of seven or six fifty or whatever but yeah, yes it's that kind of yeah. thing so but, but it's just tiring so life life there is tiring so it's a good place to be if you are I think in your twenty teens, twenties, you know, like yeah, early whatever, mid thirties, whatever. After that, I can't imagine being there. Like in my sort, and I will be. I assume you know, you know, forties, fifties. It's because it's just like it's exhausting place just to be on a day to day basis. Perhaps if you're a certain kind of personality, so I'm someone who is easily anxious, easily hit up, stressed, annoyed with things and people. So having some order around me here has been quite good in the sense that it's very calm and chilled out, and you know, peaceful and clean. But also, you know, it's in the city, so there's sort of lots of people around that sort of thing. But mm it's like one extreme to the other and you know like you don't want either you want a com- combination of the two so yeah that's fair enough. i don't know yeah i mean i used to live in in the city in stockholm and it was nice when for a while uh but then it just um i mean because i have a dog and so like walking my dog in the city my dog's just dirty all the time um, okay and it was and also, you know, all the prams in the way and stuff like that. Um, you really hate prams, don't you? Yeah, really, I fucking hate them. Um, <laughs> well, wait, can I just say quickly? We can talk about this next time maybe as well. There's that guy, I think we talked about it. There's like this guy in Germany who I read about this years ago who has a cafe in Berlin. And this has only been done in Germany, right? This is the sort of forward thinking the Germans have and that they're like not uh, embarrassed by it where the guy was so annoyed by... I mean, it's all it's quite prejudiced, really. Like mums coming in the day, bringing their screaming kids and filling the place up with prams, and then taking up like four seat tables, and it's mm. just them and the kids sitting with it, and, like kind of, and then the pram like blocking everything. So he literally put a bollard up in the door, <laughs> so you couldn't get a pram. <laughs> and you know, only a German would actually do that. Like a British person would joke about it. You know, be like, man, I should put. Yeah, you know, every day when there's like screaming kids, be like, oh man, I should put a bollard up. You know, you'd laugh about it. But a German would actually. Yes, I put a bullard up. I don't know. That's, why a, that's French. That's quite Indian. clearly a French accent. <laughs> An Indian <laughs> Frenchman. Um, but no, no. But um, yeah, just shoving a bollard there. So no, 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 just go. Uh, and, uh, and what was the reaction to this? Uh, I'm not sure. He's probably doing time there. I don't know. <laughs> Again, anywhere else in the world, he'd probably be doing time. But, you know, Germany is pretty... No, I saw him as like, you know, he's a sort of personal hero. Go, you know, you follow your dreams. <laughs> sort of guy i mean he owns the place so it's fine i mean it's a bit you know yeah. but i think you should have places that are yeah i've said this week i'm you know uh fuck you he has a young child and so he's mm. got a young family and it's like you know you, you should you shouldn't have your kid in a restaurant at you know eight o'clock at night you shouldn't in a nice cafe you know costa fine you know like if you've got a kid if you have a kid you know that's that's 16 years of like going to costa for coffee or starbucks or something and uh, going to McDonald's if you want to go to a inverted commas restaurant, but apart from that, you know you should not be in a nice restaurant with a kid all the time. Sometimes because you're going to a thing or you you know there's a family thing or whatever, fine. But fuck you, that's what I'm saying. Stay <laughs> stay the hell away from <laughs> my cafes, my hipster cafes. Well, but you spend all your time in Starbucks anyway. I used to, yeah. I used to find it. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, it was uh, more more gen authentic in a way, in a weird way, than a lot of the hipster cafes, especially in Brighton. 
mm-hmm. uh, where every, all kinds of different. I saw a very good theory where this guy, this Mark Fisher, and everyone should go and read his book. Uh, Capitalist Re- realism is there no alternative? And the theory is that um, in the current strain of capitalism, i.e., neoliberal capitalism, we've been led to believe there's literally no political, economic, social alternative to capitalism, and that obviously also percolates into the culture and even the way we think. Yeah. So, but he had this. Uh, he talked something about Starbucks and how. Starbucks is like a degraded version of like a sort of ca- a, a communist vision of communal living in the future. So you don't want to be in a private home all on your own. You don't want to be at work. You want to be in this thing that they call like the third space, which is obviously a public space where, I mean, you know, I used to sit for hours with people I didn't know, random weirdos, uh, nutters, people coughing up, you know, their lungs all day, some sort of strange, like, you know, chronic coughs and stuff. Why the hell I'd sit in there? <laughs> you know, students, uh, you know, the mentally different, um, you know, this kind of thing. And people from just basically all age ranges or social backgrounds, classes, ethnic whatever in one place that's quite cool in a way but the version we get of that in capitalism is a really like crap version you know it's like yes they've got like the wi-fi on and they've got sort of yeah nice chairs but it's kind of like okay that's what we can do now think of what we could do in a different kind of setting in like different sort of social order um mm. and there's all sort of things you could have in that sort of way and it wouldn't just all the coffee would hopefully be better you might have some nice books there as well. And it's sort of like the public library, but not as crap, you know? Um, yeah. And I think it was more authentic, the sense of like, yeah, you wouldn't just have all these like 25-year-old cranky-looking people wearing black um, with their sort of, you know, meaningless tattoos, whatever, and piercings all over them, like sort of things, trying to differentiate themselves from all the people that also dress like that. And um, sort of sitting there just kind of, you know, staring longingly into their soy lattes that would all blobbed up into, you know, lumps of goo because you're not going to put soy in a coffee because it's fucking soy but anyway um uh yeah so anyway i don't know what the hell i'm talking about but starbucks it's obviously bad in a lot of ways um but it's also good Um, a a bit of a shit utopia it's like yes it's like a shit vision of utopia it's like a shitty capitalist utopia if Mm -hmm. that's even possible uh but um yeah it could be a model for the future in which we junk all the rubbish stuff, but keep the, hey, look, everyone's just hanging out in this space together. I mean, you know, especially in the UK, where it's just like, uh, 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 you know, an Englishman's home is his castle, where we all kind of shut ourselves away, especially in the winter, from everyone else. And we all live separately, and there's, you know, not that kind of thing you get in Scandinavia, where you have these houses where you can sort of see into other people's houses, and it, you know, living more communally. I don't know if you have that. <laughs> or if it's just in my head. Well, I can see into the apartments across the road from me. There you go. No, but you get these, and also there's these, yeah, the idea of sort of that kind of futuristic living where, hey, you know, we all eat in the communal thing or, yeah, you know, I can wave to my you know, neighbour and they're just naked making a sausage sandwich or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's just how everyone lives in Sweden, but I thought that's how you were living every day. Um, but, no, I find that, like, um, people... Particularly when I lived in the city, like people, you know, you see people in the uh, like the stairwell, they they generally ignore each other. Maybe like a quick hello and that's it. But you know, stare at the floor and try to pretend that there's no one else there. Okay. Whereas I mean, I live outside of the city now, um, and you know, I see my neighbors. I say hello. They're always quite pleasant. Okay. They hold the door for me and stuff yeah. like that. But they are, Bastards. they're all Swedish, but okay. they're all not Swedish. Okay. So, oh, right, they're from like different. Brown uh, 
So they've got different backgrounds or whatever. Yeah, if they've, like, yeah I mean, like, I, else, I wouldn't call them but... immigrants because, you know, they all speak better Swedish than I do and they're probably more integrated in okay. society than I am. Um, so I think that's generally unfair to call them an immigrant. Yeah. Um, uh, even if the they immigrants. are, like, I mean, I imagine they're, they're second generation immigrants, yeah, which yeah. are Swedish people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find this idea that even if you're second generation, you're not Swedish is appalling. Um, yeah, yeah no, but, but anyway, that is just a um, given. Yeah, and it's, it's a terrible. You get it everywhere. So, I mean, when it's in the UK, it's yeah, very strange because it's like third generation, you know, and stuff. Anyway, yeah. Um, but um, what was I saying? Yeah, so I, I find that people around here. You know, there's a little shop downstairs. The the man there is incredibly nice. Okay. Um, I think all the all the um, Swedish people I've met um, have been yeah very nice and very always like very nice and speak very very good English mm. and you know clever interesting people and um, yeah maybe maybe, we, maybe, maybe that's should... why they left Sweden. No, but maybe we should do something where we move all of the inhabitants of Scotland to Sweden, the Swedish people to Scotland. Uh huh. Because then we have nice people up there oh, I see. who we would oh, like okay. to go up and visit and they come to visit us and then the Scotch can just go and moan, you know, on the <laughs> icy tundra of Sweden. Because it's a bit warmer as well in Scotland, slightly maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit um, warmer. I mean, the it's 12 degrees in Aberdeen the other day. I think is the, the southern tip of Sweden is the um, roughly the north of the UK, I think. Something okay. like that, I know. I know there is an equivalent. I mean, I think somewhere. Sweden's pretty nice uh, in terms of like. Well, no, I mean naturally Scotland's very beautiful as well, but you know it's just it's full of Scotch. It's like France, it's a great place, but you know, there's a lot do of you French say Scotch people. on purpose? Just oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they hate it. <laughs> Although they call all their their goods that they sell abroad Scotch Scotch, yeah, whiskey, uh, Scotch bread. Scotch I've never heard of Scotch bread. Scotch bread, I think, is the, it's the little um, biscuits, little Scotch bread biscuits. Do you mean shortbread? Yeah, um, and <laughs> uh, Scotch, oh, Scotch tape. They love that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not. And Scottish. it's always, you know, it's oh, Scottish. Oh, bloody Scottish! Oh, I don't know what that accent is. And then, and then, <laughs> and then if an English person, they call everything Scotch. I'm a proud Scotchman. Ooh. And then, uh, and then if an English person, oh, you can't call me a fucking Scotch. I think it's Welsh. Anyway, uh, but um, but remember, when as a British person, you know, you always interact with people with foreigners very differently, and that everyone hates you. Probably mm. apart from like Americans and stuff and Canadians and yeah, the other crap ones. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> we love the Canadians and the Americans. We love the Canadians more than the Americans, but we love you both. Was in the Simpsons where like America's like the wayward son, Canada's like the yeah, other gay loser one that still acts nicely. And uh, anyway, we sh- I should stop speaking before we yeah. <laughs> uh, alienate um, you know the three people that might be listening to this from America. Uh, yeah. I love all the people from everywhere. Uh, I love the Scotch, Scottish, Scotch, Scot, fucking Scotch, fucking. Sorry, uh, they're great people and um, the proud nation. Don't know what they're proud of, but they're proud. On that bombshell, if you can email in or tweet us uh, fifteen interesting things about Scotland, so I look like a prick, and we'll read them out. Tell us great yeah. things about Scotland. Things that it's invented, uh, you, and you can't say Adam Smith. You can't say is Rabbi Burns was he Welsh or Scottish? No idea. One of them. Oh no, um, 
No, he was Scottish, I think. Not Rabbi Burns, and you can't say bagpipes and stuff like that as to be things that we don't really know. Maybe they invented yeah. the microwave. Who knows? Uh, the TV was invented by a Scotsman, John Logie Bird. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, so that's okay. It's good. And the telephone as well. And, and the what? Telephone. Alexander oh. Graham Bell. Well, maybe uh, I'm. Although he was living in America, so I don't know. Yeah, if that they had it. So, well, that's like you saying, you know, about yeah, we're talking about second generation. He's not an immigrant. He was American, wasn't he? <laughs> he had a passport and everything. So it's rude to say, oh, you know, he wasn't really American. He left Scotland. Then things went well for him. <laughs> he left Scotland. His life changed. He was, you know, making phone calls to, you know, Atlanta and whatever the hell was happening. So. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's lot, and there's lots of great Scottish people who just don't live in Scotland. Sean Connery, for one of them. Usually, the more they love Scotland, the less likely they are to live there. But that's a different story for that I can't explain. Um, we'll do a Scot. We'll do a Scottish special at some point. <laughs> I think this has been our Scottish special, <laughs> and we should avoid the subject like the plague yeah. in future. Offcom will be in touch. Um, um, anyway. we had uh, we had some other questions that I wanted to ask yeah, you, we'll but we will over. save them for next time. They were Christmas-based questions, oh, so I think um, it makes more sense to leave it a little bit. Yeah, but next and, week uh, ask us Christmas special, and uh, it's gonna be, it's all gonna be festive. You've got to be wearing a. a, a I'll say jumper. A, a, a festive jumper because you can't say Christmas jumper anymore because of the, <laughs> all the religious people that aren't Christian who in the politically correct brigade who are standing has to stop saying Christmas. And it, you know, <laughs> you realise that is a load of bullshit. Oh god, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I'm just doing a right, whole okay. Daily Mail sort just, of thing of like, you know, we've got to say Winterville now because we can't say Christmas because you can't, you can say it, but you can't because they're going to stop us from saying it because it's Sharia law all over the UK, isn't it? But it's not. Yeah, it's anyway. one big no go zone. Um, oh, anyway, I better go and have a lie down, I think, in the darkened room. <laughs> right. Um, well, <laughs> sorry. that's been uh, sorry. another episode of uh, Everyday in Unidir, staying true <laughs> to our <laughs> show name. name. Yeah. <laughs> Every, yeah. That'd yeah. be quiet. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will be back sometime later this week or next week. Yeah. Um, and we can hear Pete's enlightened views on... <laughs> Something else. Another country. We'll pick a country every week and I'll give you my opinion. That's not a bad idea. It'd be called Pete's Five Minutes or something. Well, because you you mentioned Dubai a couple of weeks ago. Oh, God, don't be starting that shit all. (laughs) No, and these are all have to be places I've never been to, which is most places on earth, but I've always got an opinion on them. Right. Yeah, we can do Dubai maybe next time because, um, uh, you know, interesting. It always interests me when people live in a cultural wasteland for cash. Anyway. Sure. Um, on that note, not on, little, <laughs> on, on that, that note, uh, <laughs> uh, we shall say goodbye. Bye. So, um, don't forget to uh, maybe like us on Facebook or subscribe yeah. or do something. Maybe send us a comment on about unless you're how Scottish, which awful case I just apologise unreservedly already. Um, yes. All right. Um, yes, that's been that. And I'm Lee. I'm saying goodbye. I'm Pete. I'm saying goodbye too. All right. Cheerio. Bye bye.